0: Greetings, everyone. I'm Jeffrey K. Lyons, and it's Tuesday, January the 2nd, 2024, and this is Narrative Wars. By now, most of you have completed your holiday obligations and are putting away the last of your decorations. This is our first episode of Narrative Wars for the New Year 2024. We're going to take a look back at the top three misses and the top three hits for conservatives in 2023. All of this and the bigger picture on today's episode of Narrative Wars. I'm your host, Dr. Jeffrey K. Lyons, and you don't want to miss this. We the sick Let's peel back the curtain of confusion to shed light upon the mainstream media madness. And now, Narrative Wars, with your host, Jeffrey K. Lyons. We,
1: the people, are sick and tired. So tired.
0: Well, greetings once again. I'm your host, Jeffrey K. Lyons, and this is our first show for 2024. So we're going to take a nostalgic look back at 2023. We're calling this our Hits and Misses episode. Uh, First is Miss number three, No Justice for January 6th, Political Prisoners. This makes our top three misses list for 2023. And here's a trailer from the Epic Times documentary, which covers this story. The real story of January 6 is the name of the documentary. Here's a trailer. Uh, let's take a listen to this. This is our miss number three. That was a shooting gallery up there. I could hear the tremble in his voice.
1: She suffered a very severe beating and the, the video is is pretty graphic.
2: Justice for us
3: seems almost impossible.
1: It's not fun to watch somebody die and they knew she was in mortal peril.
2: They have not asked the hard questions. Why was the Capitol intentionally unsecure that day?
3: The FBI. Had information about security concerns before January 6th.
2: They're out for blood, and they're getting it. They appear to be winning.
3: Were the actions of the Capitol Police out of line? Were there violations in use of force? Now I describe it as an inside job. I'm ready to do whatever God calls me.
0: Well, this is an outstanding documentary. I highly recommend it. Yes, it is behind a paywall. It was up for free for a short period of time uh, in uh, 2023, but I believe it's behind a paywall again. But it is such an outstanding job. I thoroughly recommend it, and it's worth it. Look, you can sign up for a month if that's all you got the budget for. There's a lot of great content there, and uh, I am a subscriber to Epic Times. Now, from the New York Post, here's a piece from back in March 8. 2023, Miranda Devine, and she notes that uh, a number of things were not right regarding January 6th. She says for more than two years, while they controlled every lever of power in Washington, D.C., the Democrat Party, And the media allies told a one-sided story about what happened at the Capitol on January 6, 2021. And clearly that was the case. The uh, people that were uh, being tried in this kangaroo court, they weren't allowed to have a defense. They weren't allowed to show videos from the day 2021, January 6th. No, they hid those videos. They didn't allow there to be testimony on their behalf and they weren't allowed to defend themselves. This thing was a complete kangaroo court Television uh, event uh, designed in order to push forward an agenda insurrection. And that is all it was an absolute uh, travesty of the American system. Now, for more than two years, footage could have exonerated January 6th defendants, but that was not the case. So uh, that is our number three miss it was a terrible situation and the republicans weren't really able to defend themselves at all while the democrats were in power now they still are have not taken full advantage of, of their the fact that they control the gavel in the house. But hopefully uh, more and more footage will come out. Uh, Speaker Mike Johnson has said he's gonna release it. And so hopefully we're gonna see more and more come out and more uh, will come to light regarding January the 6th. Now we're gonna move on to our hit number three. So this is a positive uh, in the category of hits. For the conservative cause in America. Now, in this piece from The Hill, uh, there's going to be a discussion regarding boycotts and uh, Target merchandise. But we're talking about not only Target, we're talking about uh, Disney, we're talking about uh, Bud Light. 2023 was the year of boycotts and successful boycotts which I think the left-wing agenda-driven corporate DEI ESG advocates uh, really were not expecting. But let's take a listen to this piece. Uh, this is from The Hill, May the 25th, 2023.
2: Target is officially the new Bud Light. The retail giant has reportedly lost $9 billion in the week following boycott calls over LGBTQ and particularly trans-friendly kid clothing, allegedly. Uh, This comes as the Bud Light boycott has cost its parent company, Anheuser-Busch, almost $16 billion in market value. Wasn't just...
3: uh trans um clothing they were going after we saw a lot of video of people uh vandalizing any rainbow merchandise across the store um
2: did we see a lot of people vandalizing the merchandise
3: i saw two separate videos of people vandalizing merchandise in the store target said the reason that they uh actually decided to take down some of the merchandise was not ideological but that so many of their employees were being harassed
0: so this was the excuse that target used well we didn't take it down because we didn't agree with trimming back on the LGBT agenda, but we just had to do it because mean conservatives were threatening our employees. Hmm. We're saying, I don't think so. Now, that's just a flimsy excuse so that the LGBTQ, ABC, one, two, three, baby, you and me, uh, people, rainbow people, whatever they want to call themselves, he, she, them, it, whatever, uh, so that those people don't also attack them, they came up with this lame excuse that mean conservatives were attacking and threatening their employees. We're not buying that. Uh, in another article uh, regarding this same topic, WND, January 1st, 2024, uh, they also talk about 2023 as being the year of boycott. Now, in Bev, I-N-B-E-V, is the company that owns uh, Bud Light and uh, the Budweiser brand. And uh, what happened to Bud Light in 2023 was quite shocking Uh, To those executives, sales for Bud Light have yet to recover following the backlash down 30% weekly compared to last year. A third of their sales have taken a hit and people have not been coming back to Bud Light. No, not interested. Not interested in Bud Light. Well, uh, look at Target. Also in this article, it goes on to say, top retailer Target lowered its sales and profit expectations for 2024. And of course, it's all centered on the Pride Month collection, which they doubled down on. Remember those uh, tuck-friendly pants? You know, the uh, pants that tuck... I don't even want to get into it. It's just so disgusting. Uh, Disney faced conservative backlash in 2023 over its inclusion of LGBT characters and left-wing narratives in its new movies like The Marvels. Uh, So Disney, of course, has taken a huge hit, billions of dollars of losses, and finally ESG investing in general on the stock market has taken a hit, and that's the environmental social governance uh, stocks, uh, which is sort of the corporate version of DEI uh, regarding investing. Now, Republican states have been the winners of Florida, Texas, and other states uh, are uh, reaping the benefits uh, of uh, people moving to those states. We're going to cover that in uh, more depth. Moving on to our next uh, piece, Miss Number 2. Uh, And this is Senator J.D. Vance. He's talking about Bidenomics. So, huge miss for the Democrats. They thought they could sort of borrow from that term that was used in the 80s, Reaganomics, and slide the name Biden in there and that people would buy it. Ha! That didn't really work out. Let's take a listen to this. This is miss number two.
2: A new CBS poll, for one, most uh, respondents describing the economy as uncertain, along with calling it bad and struggling. Only 34 percent approve of Joe Biden, the job he's doing on the economy. And when asked what comes to mind when voters think of Bidenomics, half of respondents said inflation, smart Americans. 49% said higher taxes, smart Americans. Joining me now, Senator J.D. Vance, Senator Vance, well, look, they are going to spend a lot of time and a lot of money selling Bidenomics. My point on Friday night is a point I'm going to state again for those who missed it. If Republicans get caught in the culture wars and leave the economic lane to Biden, anything's possible. Do you not agree?
3: That's exactly right, Laura. Most Americans are voting their pocketbook. And look, Biden economics is a failure, and we need to simply point that out and make our case to the American people that we can make their lives better. I mean, look, to the average Ohioan, Bidenomics is higher food prices, it's higher gas prices. It's the fact that if your children can't afford a home these days because interest rates are so high and all of the homes are going to Chinese investors and illegal aliens who are coming in and taking them, Bidenomics is the immiseration of the American middle class. It's the average American family has $500 or fewer in the bank account and is worried about taking a vacation. What Bidenomics is doing is taking American citizens and turning them into permanent renters in their own country. People who can't afford a home. People who can't afford a slice of their own nation.
0: What this is is an attack on the American dream. This is not something that is just happening by chance this is what Democrats want. They hate the American dream. They hate you if you own a house, if you own your car, if you have no debt. Why? Because they can't control you. They can't put you on the government take. You can't feed off the government uh, teat and come to them for everything, for your housing, for your food, for the food stamps, for utilities, help with utilities. You are your own man, your own woman, if you don't have to come to the government. And they hate that because they're all about control. Now, here's an article, The Hill, August 17, 2023, 61% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck, now, that piece we just listened to was Fox News, Laura Ingram, August 1st, 2023. And make no mistake that Democrats hate Americans that have their houses paid off. They hate Americans that are in the middle class and don't need the government. They would like everybody to be on the government take. That's why every time a Democrat president uh, goes into the White House, what happens? Well, the welfare rolls are added to. They're greatly added to because that's what they want. They figure the more people that are on the government handout, the government take, those people are going to vote for Democrats. And in many cases, that works. Now, here's an article, The Hill, August 17, 2023. 61% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. According to a recent survey by Lending Club, 61% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. That's those that are earning 50 dollars to $100,000 a year. They're struggling to make ends meet. Doesn't sound right. Families that are making up to $100,000 a year, struggling to make ends meet? But under Biden, Americans have been hit with higher prices. In fact, Americans total outstanding credit card debt just surpassed 1 trillion. So you've got people living paycheck to paycheck, people seem to be making a decent living, 100,000 a year, but they're falling more and more into debt. They're taking out more and more debt on credit cards, and credit card debt has increased by almost $300 billion since Biden entered the Oval Office. So Bidenomics not working. And the point of the piece was that Republicans need to double down and uh, they really need to speak to the pocketbooks of the average Americans because people are not happy with this situation at all. Well, you can add your voice to the conversation that stands for liberty and freedoms that Americans hold so dearly. Join us on social media on both Getter and that is G-E-T-T-R and True Social. Just search for at Jeffrey K. Lyons. Lions with a Y. I enjoy receiving your feedback and reading some of your comments on the air. Again, follow us on Getter or True Social by searching at Jeffrey K. Lyons. And when you listen to us on your favorite podcasting app, please five-star rate, follow, and send our podcast link to one or two like-minded friends. That's how we continue to expand the Narrative Wars Posse. You are the reason why we do this program. And now, let's continue. All right, moving to our next piece here. Uh, This is... The hit number two, blue states lose billions as the exodus continues. Uh, this is Fox News's Lauren uh, Simonetti, and let's take a listen uh, to this piece. This was Fox Business, uh, May 1st, 2023.
3: We've been telling you about the blue state exodus, that is people leaving blue states, going to red states. Uh, Lauren, do we know how much it's cost those, I mean, how much money has actually flowed Billion, out?
2: Billions, billions of dollars. So this is IRS data. It shows Illinois lost. 105,000 people in the year 2021. And here's the number. That cost the state about $10.9 billion in adjusted gross income. New York lost $24.5 billion. California, $29.1 billion Money going out. Where is it going? Red states. Florida's adjusted gross income ballooned. Look at that. $39 billion. They got about $10 billion just from New York. And you can see Texas is a beneficiary as well.
3: And those numbers are from 2021. Yes. I've got good reason to believe that the exodus yep. and the flow of money and people speeded up since Continued, then. Continued, yeah. And yep. then we get even better, these red Ken states. Ken
2: Griffin, Citadel, goes from Illinois yep. to Miami. That was last year, correct? 2022, yep. not 21?
0: Now, it takes a while for these IRS statistics to catch up. So they're talking about 2021 and 2022. But there is a clear trend. People are leaving blue states for red states We know this because the census have been telling us the same. They've been losing congressional seats in blue states. Here's a follow-up article. Editorial board, Wall Street Journal, April 28, 2023. There's a trend of accelerating taxpayer exodus from Illinois and other high-tax states. Yep, that's what the Fox News piece was just talking about. And again, IRS data show blue states are losing taxpayers. Now here's a little bit more in the weeds. The IRS data show that 105,000 people left Illinois in 2021 taking with them 10.9 billion adjusted gross income, up from 8.5 billion loss in 2020. New York's income loss increased to 24.5 billion in 2021 from 19.5 billion loss in 2020. So it's not only taking place but it's trending and it's trending at a higher rate. So by contrast, lower tax states added some hundred billion of income during the pandemic. huh what is, what a thought there During the pandemic, people actually moved. they said I'm out of here. Yeah, what a surprise! Not a surprise. Zero income tax, Florida gained thirty nine point two billion, uh, up from twenty three point seven billion in twenty twenty. So people are migrating from Illinois, New York, California to states like Florida and other tax friendly states, and so we chalk that up to a hit. And that's our hit number two. We continue. All right, let's uh, take a listen to this. Now, this is our miss number one for 2023. The biggest miss for the Democrats, for uh, Biden and his loser left-wing fanatics. And that miss is... Thousands of migrants continuing to march through Mexico toward the southern U.S. border. And so this story we're going to listen to is December 27th, 2023. This is NBC News. So it's got to be bad when left-wing NBC News is flagging this as a problem. This is our number one miss for 2023, let's take a listen to this. This morning,
1: the southern borders migrant crisis marching on. This video capturing the largest caravan in more than a year an estimated 8,000 men, women, and children in Chiapas, Mexico, near Guatemala. All of them headed north. Organizers say the group swelled by nearly 2,000 people in a single day. Many hoping for a better life, many more road weary and exhausted the caravan moving as the mexican president welcomes us secretary of state antony blinken the mexico city meeting set for later today expected to focus on the unprecedented irregular migration and border security between the neighboring countries the visit following a recent phone call between president biden and mexico's leader the two leaders agreed that Additional
2: enforcement actions are urgently needed.
1: It comes as the number of migrants in cities across the country are reaching record levels, with New York City seeing up to 4,000 people arriving each week. Local shelters and services overwhelmed and struggling to keep up. We have no more room in the city. Meanwhile, on the ground in Eagle Pass, a surprising lull in Crossings Tuesday following a record-breaking week where thousands of migrants lined the banks of the Rio Grande. And processing took hours, if not days.
0: And you probably recognize that as the moronic mayor of New York City, Eric Adams. We have no more room in the city. Well, you said come. You said that you're a sanctuary city. What did you think would happen? What what did you think would happen? I I just can't understand these people. You know, they double down on stupid and then they complain when stupid happens. Now, according to NBC News, December 27, 2023, links in the show notes, about 7,500 people from 24 different countries were believed to be part of this massive caravan that was mentioned in the video. Where are they coming from? Central America, Cuba, Venezuela, Haiti, but even as far away as Turkey, Iran, Syria, and Cameroon. Now, the Washington Examiner also covered this. Here's a piece in October 30th, 2023, regarding illegal border crossings. And according to this article, since Biden took office, over 10 million have come into the United States. And that's, you know, those that, They know, and those that are getaways. You know, I've heard all different numbers, 7 million, 8 million. This article, 10 million. We really don't know the exact number. But according to this article, 10 million people have been reported illegally entering the United States since President Joe Biden took office. They total more than the individual populations of 41 states. Oh, great. Official U.S. Customs and Border Protection data include 3,201,144 apprehensions in 2023. They excluded the gotaway data, which the CBP does not report publicly. And since January 2021, a minimum estimate of nearly 1.7 million gotaways have illegally entered the U.S. So, You know, can you take uh, 10 million and add another 1.7 million on top of that? You know, at this point, nobody really knows. But that is our number one miss, our number one screw up from the Biden administration for 2023. All right, so counting up, we now have our number one hit for 2023. And that would be the fact that former President Donald Trump leads President Joe Biden in five key states. Yeah, okay. That's great news. That is great news. And if you haven't figured it out, this is a conservative podcast. So if you're not a fan of Trump, well, you know, take a hike because <laughs> we're, we're not going to throw Trump under the bus. I mean, do you really think we're better off today with the three misses we just covered? Are we better off today with Americans living paycheck to ba- paycheck? I don't think so. Are we better off today with Americans fleeing from blue states to red states because they just can't afford to live in the place they grew up, the place they got home, they used to call home? Well, they'll probably do better. Do you really think that Americans under Biden, which are being inundated by a war at the southern border, millions and millions of illegals coming across, do you really think that that is a better situation for them? than it was when Trump was president. You know, if, if you think that's a great thing, overwhelming the social services programs of that state's. If you think that's a great thing, this is not the podcast for you. So, hit number one, former President Donald Trump leads President Joe Biden in five key battleground states. Let's take a listen to this. NBC News, November 6, 2023 you know that they are panicking the left-wing news legacy media absolutely panicking because trump is beating biden in all the polls let's take a listen to this piece i'm joined now by News national political correspondent steve kornacki and steve how worried should president
3: biden be one year before election day Yeah, I think these polls or this poll, I should say, of various battleground states by The New York Times and Siena, certainly getting a ton of attention, making a lot of Democrats uneasy. And I think for good reason here. Let's take a look. These are the six battleground states that we all sort of think will decide the 2024 election. and The Times polled all of them. And I mean, you can see in five of the six, they have Donald Trump ahead, including by a double digit margin in Nevada, the only one where Joe Biden leads. Donald Trump currently Wisconsin by a slim two-point margin right there I think what makes this so striking and I say is it could, could be a good reason for cause for concern for Democrats is the times in Siena also did a series of battleground state polls around this time in 2019, basically the fall between the 20, uh, before the 2020 election. And they matched Biden against Trump. And that polling was very good for Biden. He was leading in most of the battleground states. It became something that his campaign pushed as part of their message to Democratic primary voters of electability. And now basically exactly four years later, the same polling outlet is again polling battleground states and consistently finding a different result. And Steve, where has the president lost ground since four years ago in terms of voting groups? Younger voters, Mm. non-white voters are showing more of a a, uh, um, proclivity to back Trump and certainly uh, more of an aversion to Biden
0: than we've seen before. This is tremendous news, folks. This is our hit number one looking back at 2023. Not only is Trump winning in the battleground states, but younger voters and non white voters are now switching over to Trump. Why would younger voters be switching over to Trump? Well, could it be that they actually want to move out of their parents' house and go on their own, but they can't afford to? Could it be that they can't afford to buy a house and so they're renting? Could it be that in many other ways, inflation is making it very difficult for them to live and they're living from paycheck to paycheck. And as young adults just moving out of the house or wanting to move out of the house and getting started on their own, they're seeing that, hey, things are not so good under Biden and hopefully they're going to be voting their pocketbooks. Or their checkbooks, as we say, although not too many people use checkbooks anymore. But it really doesn't matter. They're going to be voting the budget, the family budget, and uh, as JD Vance uh, doubled down, the senator from Ohio, Republicans need to make that clear when we approach 2024 and the presidential elections. Now the other. Startling fact is that non-white voters are switching over to Trump. Whoa, this is really troubling. Non-white voters. Now, traditionally, your non-white voters were Democrat. But uh, ah, something is changing here. There's a change in the air. And of course, traditionally, your younger voters, your college uh, age voters, they would vote Democrat also, but that doesn't seem to be working out either. So, NBC News is in an absolute panic. This piece came out November 6, 2023. And, of course, shortly after that, what happened? Oh, Colorado threw Trump off the uh, ballot in Colorado. And Maine is following. So, you know, you watch the patterns here. The left-wing... Uh, Nutter controlled media will send out these signals and then the uh, local authorities, the local blue state authorities will kind of follow along and they will continue to be involved in nefarious activities, namely taking someone off the ballot who has not been convicted of any crime being President Donald Trump. Because uh, we just don't like his mean tweets. And uh, he was involved in an insurrection. Yeah, right. Uh, Fake false flag news. Yeah, we're just going to have to throw a flag on the field right there. Because the... uh, Listen, just watch the J6 uh, documentary. What really happened regarding J6, Epic Times. They always wanted... This to be the narrative, that's why the phony trials for two years, the J6 fake committee with the fake investigation with fake Republicans on it, uh, Kinzinger and also um, Cheney. And uh, so it's, it's just a joke. They wanted to come up with a reason to throw Trump off the ballot. You know, it's sort of their card in the back pocket because Democrats cannot win on ideas. They win by cheating. They win by lying. They win by creating false narratives and pushing a big lie. And so this is what we're up against in 2024. We've got to get the vote out. Well, we're going to wrap up our show today, and uh, for the bigger picture, uh, we have something that just popped into the special mention category, win for 2023, and that would be the resignation of woke university presidents uh, from these elite East Coast uh, universities. So that is a great thing. Yeah, we're going to talk about that just a bit before we close today's show. Yeah, good job exposing this nonsense of uh, woke university presidents. The first one up is University of uh, Pennsylvania President Liz Magill. Uh, She resigned and uh, she was the first to resign. Magill and other university presidents testified on December the 5th and faced intense criticism uh, for their answers to questions from New York uh, Republican Rep. Uh, Elise Stefanik. And she was grilling them regarding anti-Semitism and the stand, uh, the official stand, uh, university policy regarding anti-Semitism on their campus. And so this first president, uh, Liz Magill, uh, she would not take a stand against anti-Semitism. And she lasted five days. And then she was fired. That's a great job. Or quit. It really doesn't matter. She's out of there. You know, the pressure came to bear. You know, sometimes they just give them the opportunity, you know, why don't you just quit and we'll give you a severance. Uh, It's a lot better than firing you. Uh, the second was Harvard president, and this was Claudine Gay. Now, it was a lot more difficult to get rid of her over at Harvard. Uh, like President Magill over at uh, the University of Pennsylvania, uh, President Claudine Gay at uh, Harvard University also uh, could not criticize uh, anti-Semitism at the Harvard campus. And so, uh, what happened was a number of donors, uh, billionaire donors, just said, "Hey, we're going to stop. Um, we're going to stop making donations to Harvard." Uh, in addition, it just kept coming out and trickling out over and over and over that her academic chops were not up to snuff. Basically, she plagiarized. She plagiarized not only in her dissertation, which is bad enough but in a number of other academic research papers following her dissertation. uh, Even students at Harvard uh, were clamoring for her resignation. So she finally did resign. This article, Washington Post, January 2nd, uh, 2024, talks about her reg resignation. Uh, the follow-up what's really interesting about President uh, gay, uh, Claudine Gay of Harvard is that uh, they kind of gave her a, a slap on the wrist. they said, okay, uh, why don't you just fix those citations and uh, you can keep your, Uh, job at Harvard. You won't be the president, but we'll let you continue to teach. Now, as a former university professor who taught at multiple universities over a 10-year period, I'm personally appalled that a president of Harvard University has been caught in the act of plagiarism in both her dissertation and other published writings. And uh, as I mentioned, I caught a student that copied their entire paper and handed it in, claiming it was their own. I failed the student. This is not the same thing, but there was a pattern over many years in which Harvard President Claudine Gay repeatedly plagiarized and thus damaged the reputation of not only Harvard, but of higher education itself. Gay is no longer the president of Harvard. She's been ordered to cite her past work properly. She's also been rewarded by not losing her job. She'll remain a faculty member of Harvard. And as Americans, we still have freedom of choice. These incidents at the University of Pennsylvania and Harvard, they may give parents reasons to pause when considering sending their children to these institutions. The good news in all of this? Americans are not afraid to speak up when anti-Semitism and wokeness rule the day in our elite universities. That is our right, in the land of the free and the home of the brave, a place where we can still proclaim liberty throughout the land. And that's a comforting thought. Until next time for Narrative Wars, I'm your host, Dr. Jeffrey K. Lyons. We the people are sick and tired hey.
1: So tired So hey.